Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast. Hey guys, we are giving you a market update and we are going to go over some notes from the last Federal Reserve meeting. So David, um, you want to talk about the Federal Reserve meeting first? Yeah. So just uh, yesterday, September 20th, we're recording here on the 21st. This will probably release in the next day or two. Um, uh, Chairman Powell got up and did his thing, stands up in front of everybody and, and talks about the meeting that the uh, committee had. And uh, I'm just going to read from a portion of their notes of their press release. A recent indicators suggest that economic activity has been expanding at a solid pace. Job gains have slowed in recent months, but remain strong, and the unemployment rate has remained low. Inflation remains elevated. So uh, clearly, they're setting the stage for, look, we've made progress, but things aren't where they need to be. Okay. They go on to say, the committee seeks to achieve maximum employment and inflation at the rate of 2% over the long run. In support of these goals, the committee decided to maintain the target range for the federal funds rate at five and a quarter to five and a half percent. So they're saying in the face of everything that's going on, even though inflation remains elevated and higher than we would like to see, we're still just sort of going to pause right now. We're not going to increase the rate. We're going to stay where we have been and we're not going to make any changes for the time being. But they're reiterating the fact that, look, our whole mandate is to get inflation down to 2% over the long run, and we're not there yet. So they're saying, even though we're pausing, hey, there's still a chance that we're going to raise in the future, which you can see they continue here in the statement. The committee would be prepared to adjust the stance of monetary policy as appropriate if risks emerge that could impede the attainment of the committee's goals. So bottom line, they said, hey, we're going to pause this time around. That being said, uh, we are completely open to watching the data that comes in over the next 30, 45 days, and there's a, a chance that we're going to have to raise again in the future. So uh, I think this was pretty expected. You know, We did a video last week showing what the market predicted would happen with this meeting, and the market was right, which was they, they paused, they didn't make any changes. Um, but I'll show you a graph here in a second that sort of gives their prediction of the next meeting as well. But I'll pause there. Uh, Jocelyn, any thoughts on that meeting yesterday? I'm so happy that rates have stayed the same for at least <laughs> one one time. So um, me as an investor, I'm able to know what my rate is going to be as long as I lock in a deal here soon. But I think, like we said last week, it's kind of expected Um our economy is facing uncertain times. And so if they continue to raise it right now, it could be detrimental. Um, however, I do think they're probably going to raise in the future. So I'm trying not to get uh, too excited. We'll see if your prediction is in line with the rest of the market out there. Um, the CME FedWatch tool is a tool that we showed last week. This basically is showing what uh, the market is predicting will happen. And you'll see that on the for the November 1st meeting, they're predicting 73% that there will be no change, that it'll remain at five and a quarter to five and a half. And only 26% uh, believe, 26% uh, chance that uh, they will have a rate increase. 
And if we move that to the December meeting, so you can see 26% believe the, uh, the chance of a rate increase in the November meeting. If we move it to the December meeting, you can see that that chance goes up uh, or the, the probability of a rate increase goes to roughly 40%, uh, actually 40, what, 44% roughly or 45% chance that there will be some level of a rate hike uh, between five and a half to five and three quarter or possibly even a, a small percentage po uh, possibility of five and three quarter to six. So we'll see what happens there. I'm sure it'll be highly dependent upon the uh, data that comes into the Fed and as they review that. But um, so, you know, you predicted that there'll probably be a, a hike. Um, it sounds like um, that, you know, the market believes that there's the, a pretty strong possibility of that as well. Although I will say that, um, last week when we, we reviewed this, the chances of a rate hike, uh, the probability of a rate hike after this meeting yesterday was very low. So they were right. But they also believed that I think it was like, you know, high 80% probability that a rate hike would happen in November. So that's gone down pretty significantly. And then, um, as you know, or uh, as people should understand, the federal funds rate has an impact on mortgage rates, but isn't your mortgage rate, right? So uh, it's basically the rate at which banks borrow from the Fed. And then they the banks have a spread in addition to that federal fund rate, and that fluctuates. And so here we can take a look at the Mortgage News Daily, their daily uh, interest rate tracker. And as of yesterday, rates sat at 7.33% slightly above the day before the um, the release of the statement from the feds at 7.3. And then the uh, Freddie Mac weekly tracker uh, rates jumped from, if I can get the report to look here, at uh, 7.18 was the average uh, ending on the 14th of September. So rates uh, have you know, fluctuated quite a bit, but back up uh, as of the last week or so. And then uh, the last thing I want to cover uh, is just the Redfin August report. So we often review the weekly report. Well, they have released their monthly report and we're looking back at August compared to um, July as well as the previous year in August. And they state home prices post the biggest increase in almost a year. The median U.S. home sales price rose 3% year over year in August, the largest annual increase since October of last year. Uh, although, even though it's a 3% year over year, there was little change from last month, um, which really dropped slightly 0.2%. So it was 2.8% uh, below the May 22 record high of 432,780. So, um, you know, it, it's interesting to see prices come down and have a little bit of recovery over the last few months and seeing 3% year over year growth. Man, I don't think anybody would have predicted this a year ago. I feel like there, I see it in the Utah market, especially that 3% year, year over year growth from last year. And then also 
being a little bit lower from the previous month makes sense heading into the winter months. That's historically going to happen. So I don't know that that threatens me at all that we have had a slight decrease um, month over month, but the year over year is really what I look at. But then going back to last year, you know, we did have a big dip near the end of the year. And so that could be impacting that 3% year over year. In August. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that benchmark uh, was a lot lower, so the spread between the the previous year is, uh, you know, it's probably pretty significant. So, um, buyer demand is below pre-pandemic levels, but no longer in a free fall. So, uh, the report states that pending sales declined 0.6 percent from a year earlier in August on a seasonally adjusted basis and fell 18% year over year. While they're no longer falling as rapidly as they were in 2023, uh, earlier in the year, pending sales remain below pre-pandemic levels. They've been hovering below 400,000 since the end of last year, compared with nearly 500,000 just before the pandemic. So you can look at this chart here, pending sales obviously peaked out you know, um, late 21, started to have a big significant decline through 22 and the beginning of 23 and then have basically sort of stabilized here over the last roughly six to seven months um, pending sales uh, you know seen a big decline and then have just been sort of staying pretty stagnant for the last six seven months any thoughts on pending sales at all I feel like the market has kind of self-corrected a little bit. We're obviously not still not where we want to be or where we were pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic. But at the same time, I'm more confident as an investor that it is starting to stabilize a little bit because that is how you're going to see growth again is first you have to um, see stability. Yeah, and I think uh, you know the Fed's goal uh, has had an outsized uh, impact on the housing market than it has on inflation. Right? It 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 seems to really crush the housing market from a transaction volume standpoint, and uh, had a minor impact on um, pricing. Um, but we've recovered quite a bit and stabilized. And so it'll be interesting to see how the market reacts to a pause in interest rate hikes or the federal fund rate hike. And um, I assume that that will also level out, uh, continue to level out interest rates. So I think we're going to be hovering in this 7% interest rate, high sixes at very best but probably high, uh, low sevens for the foreseeable future. And it'll be interesting to see if that has any impact on uh, the amount of transactions that are taking place. And the last thing I'll mention is just prices um, uh, in particular regions. So the median sales price rose most from a year earlier in New York, New Jersey, Miami at 14%, Rochester at 14%. And they fell in 15 metros with the steepest decline in Austin, Texas, at uh, dropping 7%, Boise, 5.8%, and Fort Worth, Texas, 2.7%. So, um, you know, we're looking at the Redfin report that shows national trends. Of course, every market is going to be looked at a little bit different. 
Uh, although it does seem our market here in Utah is following a similar trend to the national trend. So your final thoughts, Jocelyn? I think right now, um, we obviously can't predict the future, but I, I really do think that, um, we may drop a little bit more, but then stable, stabilize. And then I think we'll start on a growing trend, but then again, you never know. <laughs> we could see another pandemic. We could like, there could be so many things that can happen. Um, so nothing really shocks me with this. I think it all makes sense to me. And I, as an investor, I'm not really terrified to invest in today's market. Um, I definitely am still going to make sure that I'm getting good deals and making sure that the numbers pencil, but I don't see anything that is um, showing me any big red flags about investing right now. Yeah. Well, um, that's uh, our update for the week. Um, let us know if you like these updates, if you like the data, if there's anything that you would like to see different, uh, let us know in the comments um, what you would like to see out of these weekly reports and if they're helpful to you. Um, but, uh, and then also just a reminder, go down. This is a new channel for Jocelyn and I. We're trying to bring content and perspective that will be helpful and interesting to you. So, uh, go ahead and, and click on that subscribe button and just support the channel. We really do appreciate it. Great. For more real estate news and investing tips, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our show with a friend. We will see you on the next episode.